Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year as a business owner. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes, expert guests, and interviews with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome back to part three of my four part series where I'm walking you through the entire framework of revolutionary brand. Um, the reason that I wanted to walk you through this framework is because I wanted you to see, to see like the method behind my madness. I'm getting like crazy eyes for those of you who are not watching the video. I have like crazy passionate eyes um, behind even why I came up with everything that I came up with in this framework for this program. One of the biggest things that I realized for people when they hear marketing, everyone seems to think that marketing is going to do the job of sales. So if I just do my marketing really well, this is what I think people are thinking. If I just do my marketing really well, then I will be able to get sales really easily. And so when you guys are launching and you're doing all your great marketing content and you're showing up like you're supposed to, you believe that you should be getting the sale. But what I want you to understand is that marketing's primary role in your business is lead generation. Marketing was never meant to be your sales strategy. It's the job of sales to take care of sales, but it's the job of marketing to make sure that you're getting the leads in order to sell to them. And so... When I was a marketing manager in corporate, um, the understanding for my department was that I was going to generate leads for the sales department. And the goal was that I would get a certain number of those leads would be qualified people and that those qualified leads would give the sales team the best opportunity to convert those leads into paying customers. <laughs> and so I didn't have a necessarily a sales goal. Now the company had an income goal and I had a goal for the amount of income that they felt like I was generating or contributing to the business. But it was a lead generation role. Like I should have certain number of people in, interacting on social accounts. If I was hosting an event, a certain number of attendees had to be there. When I was the marketing manager for a mall property, a certain number of people needed to come into the mall during this different days of the week. Um, and I had to make sure I did enough promotion and marketing that would make traffic come to the mall. You know, when I worked for a SaaS company where we sell, we sold um, education software to teachers. I had a certain number of people who had to attend the um, the monthly webinars that we hosted and we had to have a certain number of people getting the free trials so that we can convert them into paying clients so this was my job was to generate leads but i was recently a regional marketing and salesperson for a fortune 250 i had sales goals and that's because i was the sales department so I've been on both sides of the spectrum, but I need you to understand that when you're focused on marketing and you join a marketing program like Revolutionary Brand, my goal is to teach you lead generation. But 
you know, revolutionary brand isn't just um, just all about marketing. It's about launching. And so the goal of launching is to get paying clients. So to have enough leads during the launch that you have enough opportunities for conversations to convert them into paid, like, you know, to sales. Right. And so when you start marketing, it's as if the day I feel like a lot of times your your thought processes is I just started marketing. And what you think is the second you start marketing on that day, you're going to do a really good piece of content that people are going to be flooding your applications or ready to swipe their credit card. And so when that doesn't happen right away after you post um, one or 10 different posts, you automatically start giving up on the marketing strategy before and therefore you start giving up on your launch, which is what sucks about launching. It's because you have a hard time keeping up your energy because you're not getting the reaction that you thought. But it's because you're thinking that all of this marketing effort is meant to just be bringing you a bunch of clients when you should be doing sales processes in alignment and in conjunction and partnership with what you're doing through marketing so that you can call those people in. So here's the reframe for you is that when you start marketing, you need to make sure that you're doing these four things. You're doing things in your marketing strategy to help start conversations. That could be DM conversations, story replies, question sticker replies, and responses and comments on your posts. Um, it should be inviting engagement. So like comments, like, save, shares, follows, all of those things, profile views. You should be qualifying your leads through your marketing content to tell them the criteria for your offer and who's the best fit based off of the problems that they have and then the problems that your offers can solve. And then lastly, it gives you access to followers outside of Instagram so that they're on your email list or filling out your applications or looking at your blog or um, to any other businesses that you manage. So that's your job of marketing, right? So the reason that this next part of the framework has been added to revolutionary brands because revolutionary brand isn't just a marketing coaching program, which I know primarily I'm teaching you attraction marketing and organic marketing in this program, but I'm teaching you to launch with organic marketing and organic, you know, and attraction marketing content. And so I wanted to add a part of the program. That's not just at the end of your post, make sure you do the call to action. But in addition to having calls to actions, that you're doing things to start conversations so that you have opportunities to have sales conversations. So let's talk about this new addition to the framework. So this is the first time that anyone is hearing this part of the framework. So I'm really excited to share it with you. Okay, so the first step in this new part of the framework, which is establishing processes for easy conversions, by the way, the first step is creating opportunities to start conversations. One of my favorite coaches in this space is Jerisha Hawk. And one of the things that Jerisha Hawk is known for saying is conversations lead to conversions. And I'm always like, hell yeah, I totally agree with that. But if you're doing your marketing well, marketing will lead to connections and building connections lead to conversations and conversations lead to conversions. And so without the marketing piece, you're going to be hard pressed to start conversations, which is why my second part of my framework, which was in the previous episode, episode 34, if you missed episode 34, I talked about the part of my framework where you're building trust and connection with aligned qualified leads. Connection is the prerequisite to conversations. And so I need, when you get to this stage of the framework, that you're creating opportunities to start conversations. So that means you're posting content on Instagram that's meant to start a conversation and not just to get the sale. 
Your call to action can't just always be click the link in my bio or DM me to get started or you're just asking people to buy your offer, I need you to actually start doing pieces of content that's meant to start conversations. Are you even asking questions at the end of your post? Is your call to action ever just to start a conversation or is it always apply, book a call, DM me the word so-and-so so we can get started? If that's all you ever do, then people are not gonna really pay you any attention. And you're missing out on the opportunities for these conversations that really need to be had because the more of these conversations you can start to have, the easier it's going to be for people to be like, you know what? You made me see something differently. And what I didn't ask you during your live or what I didn't say in the comments is this. You're going to start to get those little, you're going to start to be privy to those private conversations that people actually really want to have with you, but they're too shy to have out on your on your feed or they're too shy to pop up in your, in your live and say. And so there's also a lot of silent lurkers who will pop up out of nowhere. And it's because they are more serious and, and ready to have a serious conversation. But if you're never inviting them to the, to the conversation, you're missing out on those opportunities. So your content needs to be starting conversations. And the way to do that, that I love to do is just even just doing like Instagram story polls and saying, which situation is more aligned with you? Well, why is that happening for you? What questions do you have for me about what I just shared? Maybe I did an educational piece of content. What questions do you have for me? All of those things are really important because that's going to force people into a conversation that doesn't feel like pressure. So they're not like, oh, she's trying to sell to me. It's more like, well, she did. It's just asking me this question and I actually have some feedback. I get so many people who will DM me the longest responses to why they answered my polls a certain way, all because I'm not pressing them for a sale. I don't say anything else after that to them. I just kind of move on. I just say, thank you so much for sharing your feedback. I understand that this is what's going on for you. I might do some content about so-and-so and so later, and that's it. I move on. I am starting conversations where people feel safe just talking to me and sharing what they're really thinking or going through without knowing or feeling like they're going to be pressured into a sale. Another thing that you need to be doing here when you're creating those opportunities to start conversations is using the various engagement stickers and asking questions to prompt conversations on Instagram. So I kind of shared that I use polls, but Instagram has so many different engagement features, even just in stories alone. They have um, countdown stickers for you reminding them about something like you're going to be, you know, showing up later. They have the poll where you have two buttons and they select one or the other. They also have the quiz feature where you can have up to four different options of things for them to select from. Um, they have the open ended question sticker where people can engage with you that way. Um, so there are so many ways for people to just engage with you just through those features alone, not to mention that they can engage with you, you know, in your comments of your post, if you ask them to engage with you in a comment. Now, the third part of just the part about creating opportunities to start conversation is when you, people leave you a comment, you need to be responding in a way that will keep the conversation going. This is not something that I was actually doing before. I want to admit this right now. Um, this is one of the things that uh, I think Jerisha talked about in her program. Um, and she talked about if someone leaves a comment like maybe they'll say, oh, that was amazing what you said today. Well, what, what did you like the most or what stood out the most for you? I never used to do that before. I would say, you know, I would say things to people like if they left a thoughtful comment, I would say something back, but never anything that would really kind of keep that conversation going. 
And I realized that I wasn't doing that in my comments. I'm like, I'm literally never saying anything to people to make them want to have a conversation back and forth with me. And so now I am very intentional. Like if you say, oh, this is what I've been thinking about so much lately. Well, what's coming up for you now that you've read this post or, you know, what stood out the most to you? Thank you so much. I'm glad that you enjoyed this. What did you enjoy most about it? What was your favorite thing that you learned today? Um, if one of my one of my things or prompts for the comment section is tell me what you're struggling with the most and they share the thing that they're struggling with the most, then I might give them some feedback on that thing or my advice, or I might ask them some more probing questions so I can get details about how I can help them. And so it's just again about continuing the conversation and having it go on. Okay, so then the second part of this part of the framework is practicing permission-based sales and actually asking for the sale. When you use those question stickers and all those engagement stickers on your stories to promote your offers, you need to let them know that you plan on DMing them, you know, before you start a sales conversation. If someone votes on my poll and I'm like, so I do these little posts that as prompting people that if they're interested in my offer to select which one of the things do you want me to DM you the link because you're ready to apply or do you have questions? If they say I have questions, then I under that thing, I'll say I'll DM you to ask you some pre-qualifying questions and answer any questions that you have about the program so that they know I am going to slide into your DMs and talk to you in a salesy way. When you do this, it sets the expectations for what's going to happen so that it doesn't feel sleazy to the person, but also it lets them know that you are not sliding in DMs to play around and give away free information. You are sliding into DMs because they're serious. It also tells you who is serious about your offer and who is not. And so it's important for you to let people know that you plan on DMing them if they engage in particular stickers that's just about sales. And before you send any links to people in those DMs to applications or schedulers that you need to ask if it's okay before sending. The thing about permission-based sales is now there is a two-way understanding. It's not just you. I, I hate when someone DMs me, I have this amazing Facebook community that I think you'd be a great fit for. Here's the link in case you want to join. Why are you sending me this link? Is this link going to steal my personal information? Do not send me your application that I didn't ask for because now I'm offended. Do not send me to your form that I didn't ask for because now I'm like, what's your problem? Where you can? Now I'm blocking you. This is my attitude when people slide into my DMs with random shit that I didn't ask for. So even though I'm having a sales conversation with someone, I always say, is it okay if I send you the application as a formality? Is it okay if I send you a link for you to book a call with me so we can continue this conversation outside of Instagram? That simple permission that I'm asking right there is a sign of respect and people appreciate that. And you know what? 100% of them say yes. So it's not about anything other than respect, if you ask me. And then lastly, in this second part of this framework that I'm talking about here, um, you need to be doing dedicated posts and stories, actually promoting your offer, how many spots you have left, whether it's spots in the program or spots for the month, because we all have capacity. 
And so a lot of times people are like, well, I don't have any way of helping them have urgency because I am always enrolling clients, but you're not always enrolling a hundred clients. You have a certain number of people that you can enroll each month. So if I'm a service provider, I'm like, I have three spots. So for example, I do VIP days. Well, my VIP days take two days. So I can only take on two clients per month in the VIP day. So I'll say that. And coming into the new year, I really only want to work with one a month. So that means that I definitely need to make sure that I'm stating that like, hey, I only have one spot open for January, one spot for February, one spot for March, March, (laughs) one spot for March. So it's not my doors are closing on April the 10th because that's not true for my VIP days. My doors are never closing. However, if you want to get in where you fit in, you better select um, a time now because I only can accept one person a month. And that still helps them with that sense of urgency. And lastly, you need to be doing dedicated just posts and stories to promote your offer and ask for the sale. A lot of times we're not promoting in a way that asks for sales It's like you'll post the cute little promo graphics and expect that the call to action at the end that says click the link in my bio is enough. But again, a lot of times when I'm doing these dedicated posts, I am trying something other than click the link in my bio. Sometimes it's click the link in my bio to apply. Sometimes it's DM me a certain word. Sometimes it's drop an emoji below if you're interested and I'll take it from here. Sometimes it's, you know, give me your email address and I'll send the application your way. Sometimes I do a poll sticker that just says, do you want me to send you the link or do you want to book a call right now? Are you ready to get going right now? I say different things because people need different prompts in order to make decisions sometimes. Sometimes it's not enough for you to say, click the link in my bio because maybe I'm super duper busy. That's why I can spend the high ticket or premium price point with you. So maybe I don't have time for your little application right now. But if you were to talk to me and then pre-qualify me, maybe I'll just pay right now without even doing the application. So it's just a matter of, again, thinking about the different ways that you can promote your offers and not just saying the same thing every single time. Get creative. So the third part of this part, this third phase of my um, program's framework, which is establishing processes for easy conversion, is having sales conversations without needing to get on sales calls or ever leaving the Instagram app. Now, I had a comment the other day from someone when I kind of mentioned about how, you know, are you able to even get sales in the DMs? And someone was like, I always feel really weird about conversations in the DMs. And my immediate thought was, um, and she just, she, she kind of went on about how it felt kind of sleazy and like the conversations felt really weird because it felt like they were too robotic or sometimes the person would be too busy and they might disappear for a few hours or like a day. So the conversation never feels like it has a good flow. But my immediate thought was you weren't practicing a flow to have. And so if you don't have a flow that you're practicing or making sure that you're following, of course, those those conversations are going to feel very choppy and weird, but they should actually feel conversational. And so this is one of my favorite new additions to Revolutionary Brand is teaching you how to have sales conversations without ever leaving the app. Because so many of my clients right now, how I taught Revolutionary Brand, it's however you are used to it. So if you like to get on calls, cool, that's what you do. If you want to have DM conversations, that's up to you. But this time I want to teach you alternatives. If you don't want to have a sales call, then this is what you do. And the reason I wanted to start teaching this is because it's been working really well for me. A lot of my conversations now really just happen in Instagram and then the person 
applies and pays. I, I thought for so long that you actually had to have sales calls. I thought that that was a requirement because that's it's not that I was necessarily taught that. It's just that was my assumption and no one told me different. And then every time I heard people talking about DM sales, take my DM sales course. I'm like, why do I need a whole course on this? Like, is it that serious? It felt intimidating to me. And so I never felt comfortable because I felt like I was losing the sale. Like I'm like, I'm not charismatic enough through a DM, but if they could just get on the phone with me, if your initial thought is always, I need the person to get on the phone with me because they, they'll hear my personality and I can hear their tone. It's because you've already come into the DM sale, assuming that the only reason why you're getting sales is because they've heard your voice. But you have to think about the thing that you're doing on video when you're doing the little Zoom call that you're doing and having the sale call that way, you're still just having a conversation. So if you're not, if you're capable of reading comprehension and you're capable of asking questions and paying attention to responses, then you are capable of having a sales conversation through DM. And so let's kind of talk about what I'm talking about in this part of the framework and what I'll be teaching. So first of all, one of the things I need you to think about is when someone DMs you about your offer, you need to be asking all of the pre-qualification questions that you normally would have had on your application in the first place, but just in the form of a DM so that if someone is a good fit for your offer, they can then know and you can still get them to book. Because a lot of times they're coming through your application process kind of getting pre-qualified, but why not just do that through the DMs? Why would you have to wait for an application to read when you can just ask them the same damn questions? I get that you want a paper trail, still have them do that later, but if they already secured their spot, then you can do the rest as a formality. But do the conversation piece because the conversation is what's making them buy, not your application. So if you could just ask those questions in a different format, then the people who are so busy that you, especially when you're a service provider, when your service is a convenience for busy people, and that's why it costs a lot of damn money. When you're doing VIP days, think about who is your qualified VIP day client. My qualified VIP day client is actually a busy entrepreneur who was too busy to go through revolutionary brand, but who needed to learn how to do marketing and they needed their launch content to be done. Um, well, why would I think that they have time to fill out my long ass application? If I could just, if all I kept thinking is if I could just have the same conversation that I would have had in that application and ask all those same questions, then it doesn't really matter because my busy person doesn't have time for this shit. And I'm okay with that. So the next thing that I have you focusing on in this part of the framework is when DM, when someone DMs you or leaves you a thoughtful comment about their struggles that you can help with, you should be trying to continue that conversation privately and offer advice and ask if they would like to hear more about how you can help them. One of my favorite stories is about a client that ended up booking a VIP date with me. So she had been showing up to my lives lately and I noticed her name. I love her. I also had already liked her account and wanted to work with her. She was an ideal client, like from head to toe. And so I see her coming to my lives. I'm getting excited. I see her name on my wait list for my mastermind. I'm getting excited. Me and her are having DM conversations about how excited she is that the applications are opening. Open applications, don't see her application come through. So I'm like, what's up with that? And so I finally message her and I'm like, hey, 
just wanted to let you know that the applications are open, but I'm surprised I didn't see your application come through. And she's like, oh, I'm so glad you reached out. I looked through everything, but I don't need everything from the coaching program. And then she starts to explain her struggle. It's like, look, my real struggle is coming up with this content for my launch. And I know that you help people launch their premium signature offers in your mastermind, but the first two parts of your framework is teaching how to create the offer and all of these things that I don't need. I actually already have my offer. I just need the content portion. Well, I was just about to publicly launch my VIP day. So I said, I totally understand that this offer, you're right, doesn't make sense. If you already have this stuff, you're gonna be bored for two months. I said to her, I have another offer that's kind of a private offer right now that I'm planning on launching that I think would make more sense. Is it okay if I share that information with you? And she said, absolutely. And so basically I tell her about the VIP day and how, you know, I already had a client for it, but again, it was just one client. And I'm like, it's not all the way out there, but I would love it if I can send you information. Because basically I told her about the VIP day. She's like, that sounds like exactly what I need. I'm like, is it okay if I send you some information about it so you can make the decision about whether or not you want to do it? She said, absolutely. So I, I, I have to make, I have to scramble to make this PDF document that gives an overview of what the VIP day has and all this stuff and the packages, blah, blah, blah. And I send her the PDF and she's like, this sounds fantastic. This is what I need. And then she's like, I'm like, okay, well, let me send you over the application so that I can get you, you know, as a formality so we can get started. And so I send her paperwork and all that stuff. And sure enough, she books and she was my very, she was my second client for my VIP day. And so all that to say, if I hadn't listened to her or started a conversation with her in private, I never, and I never mentioned um, and asked if it was okay if I shared my offer, this never would have happened because she just would have been like, oh, I didn't apply because it, it wasn't a good fit. I never would have known that I could have offered her something that was a better fit and she wouldn't have known either. The point is, you have all these things that you're capable of doing and people won't know if you don't tell them about it. And just because someone's applying for one of your offers doesn't mean that they're a good fit, which is what pre-qualification is for and why you have to have these conversations. But if someone is a better fit for something else, then slide them into that offer, but not just in a way that you're doing it on your own. It's about asking them if that's something that they would like to hear about because nine times out of 10, they're already interested in you, which is why they're joining your wait list and following you and showing up to your lives and commenting on all your shit. That means that they're interested in you. So it's up to you to then take it that next step further and say, are you ready for more conversations with me? Because I would love to share something with you. And they're going to say yes. So just do it. (laughs) And then the last part, that I'm going to share with you is that when someone even asks about your offer, you need to have a have a conversation right inside the app versus sending them a link to apply or to book. Why do you feel the need to send someone through 20 other steps when you could just happen have all those steps happen right with an Instagram? I'm always so curious about why people feel the need to do that. And I think it all stems from the fact that we think we're just better on the phone. We think it's kind of like when you're interviewing, like if they can just give me the interview, my resume, I know my resume may not stand out to them, but if they can just give me an opportunity for an interview, that's what I used to think about when I was applying for jobs. Like I know my resume might not seem like it's all that, but if I could just get them to like have me in for an interview, they're going to love me. If I could just get on the phone with them, 
We can't live our all of our lives, especially as business owners, waiting for people to give us an opportunity to see us because everything is virtual right now. And if you only know how to talk to people, if they can see you and if you can look into their eyeballs, then that means you don't really know your person well enough. You don't really know how to talk about your offer well enough in a way to pre-qualify someone because you probably didn't really think about those pre-qualifications and you're expecting your application to do that heavy lifting for you or you're hoping that you can ask them a bunch of those questions when you get them on the phone. They should be pre-qualified before ever having a sales conversation with you anyway. And so if you're not willing to just do that, My concern for you is that you're going to be stuck in the cycle of always having to get on calls. Why do you have to have your calendar booked up when you can be booked out without your calendar being booked up and still have that time on your calendar? Do you know how convenient it is to just DM back and forth with someone as you're walking about the house and doing other stuff and getting work done and in your car bored or at dinner bored or in the middle of the evening when you're just sitting on the couch to have a conversation and never have to get on the damn phone? To have someone say yes today versus tomorrow at 12 p.m. Like, why are we waiting when the person is ready to go now? And the answer is, it's very possible if you just do it. And so that's why this is now going to be a part of the framework for revolutionary brands. I hope that this is exciting you as much as it excites me. Um, I ended up adding this last minute to revolutionary brand um, to one of the live sessions that I did with the girls this season um, for... um, cohort, the September 2021 cohort, and they loved it. I showed them all these behind the scenes of me actually having sales conversations with people that started from different prompts. One of the prompts was just literally a question sticker. They answered the question and then they said, by the way, and they were like starting to ask about my offer. And I was like, okay, here we, this is where we're going with it. And then another person, it was actually explicitly a prompt about working with me and the person raised their hand and I just asked them all the pre-qualification questions and they said yes and paid and it was a $4,000 offer. And the other one was a $6,000 offer. They don't always say yes in the DM. Sometimes it's like, I am basically a yes, but I'd like to get on the call with you. My answer is always, sure thing, let's get on the call. But when I get on that call, it's literally they have two questions and they're like, I'm in. And you know why? Because I did all that work in the DMs. I want to teach that to people because it's been happening to me for the last couple of months and it's been glorious. And it's happened to me in so many different scenarios and formats, so many different formats, so many different price points, $6,500 offers, $6,000 offers, $4,000 offers. $2,000 $2,000 payments coming out of a DM. I want to $10,000 offers. I want to share what I do and how this can work for you. And I have so many options for you that I'm going to be teaching. I'm so freaking excited. So anyway, thank you for joining part three. Part four will be all about how to optimize your business for client retention and efficient time management. This is the construction phase and the final phase of revolutionary brand. Before I go, for those of you who are already like, girl, I am sold on Revolutionary Brand. Remember, Revolutionary Brand is my coaching program. It's an Ivy League level marketing coaching program for service-based entrepreneurs and coaches who are ready to build the brand visibility and brand authority needed to attract aligned, 
qualified leads to their high ticket programs and services over the next four months without, you know, complicated marketing funnels or confusing marketing strategies or even having to be great at sales. And within the program, if you're interested in repackaging and relaunching your offers to only focus on one ideal client profile and one problem that you can solve so that you can confidently articulate the value to close the sales needed to hit your monthly income goals. And if you're ready to map out and plan all the strategic video content you'll need to lead your ideal clients from Googling their pain points to being ready to pay in full for your service, or if you're asking, if you're ready to start asking for the sale during key milestones during your launch so that you're not idly waiting for applications, but rather taking control of converting window shoppers into buyers. And lastly, if you're ready to implement processes to, to strategically automate parts of your business and prepare it for scale and prerequisites to qualify leads that get you 90% of the way to the sale before you've had a sales conversation, then Revolutionary Brand is definitely for you. And what I want you to do is visit revolutionarybrand.co to submit your application for one of the six spots in the January 2022 cohort. If that's when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this after January and that cohort's already booked out, that's okay because I open up a new cohort once a quarter. And so if the waitlist page is up, make sure that you get on the waitlist because those people get first access to and notification that the applications are open before my launch goes public. And there's always only six spots available per cohort. And so get in where you fit in, okay? Revolutionarybrand.co is where you go to apply for that program. I will see you in the next and final part of this four-part series. If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, or to show my guests and me some love, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. Talk to you next week.